Welcome back. We're here for another podcast upon popular requests. So for those of you listening, I really appreciate the feedback that you gave me and uh, also for Blake. And thanks, Blake, for being here again. Of course, of yeah, course. People thought it was really neat that I brought someone in that didn't have the basis of Tai Chi experience. It brought a nice, fresh angle to things. Good. I appreciate everyone likes it. So our topic today is primary energy versus secondary energy and how the use of these different kinds of energy in your life can bring you a more effortless way to navigate through life. And so that's what we're going to talk about today. I know you want to talk about primary and secondary energy, but I looked up the podcast on your YouTube and it wasn't Tai Chi Susan Thompson. It was Effortless Living. Yes. Why the name change? Why is it Effortless Living for the podcast? Hmm. That's a good question. And it really relates to the topic today as well. I wanted to broaden what... I do in my Tai Chi practice to bringing it into life. I'm not only teaching Tai Chi and Qigong, but I'm teaching these elements that can be brought into your everyday living. And one of the key aspects of Tai Chi, what it teaches us, is to be effortless. I always tell my students, be effortless, not effortful. Okay. So while we're practicing our Tai Chi and we're learning it, we tend to be full of effort. And that is sort of the antithesis of what Tai Chi really is about. The, the better you get at it, the more you go into this place where you use less effort. And when you get into that place, then you are more effective. So just like when we did the push hands last, sure. and, and I was able to move you without much effort. So I was being in that place of effortlessness. Okay. <laughs> I was able to be highly effective and it, it equalizes everyone, whether your size, your abilities, your, your physical makeup, your mental makeup. If you can get in that place of being effortless, then you can be more effective with less effort. It's like magic. And I want people to bring that into their life. Okay. And so the title of the podcast, I woke up in the middle of the night, Effortless Living. Because don't we need that? Yeah. So you're not saying like, do less. Right. You're saying, do your normal stuff with less effort put into it. Right. Which really leads us to this topic. We're going to step outside of Tai Chi for a moment because I want this podcast to be for anyone, not just Tai Chi practitioners. And maybe in time you might come to Tai Chi or Qigong. Sure. Yeah. But primary and secondary energy, I learned about when I was an occupational therapist. Okay. Okay. I was in school getting my master's degree in occupational therapy, and um, they, they gave us these uh, frames of reference. We were to choose one, and uh, from which then we would operate our decisions. It was an interesting exercise. Okay. But the one that they introduced that I resonated with was this primary versus secondary energy. And this was before I ever knew about Tai Chi. And interestingly enough, the Chinese have a very similar philosophy about the different kinds of energy. One that we're born with, and then one that we can acquire and cultivate. Okay. So primary energy is when we're effortful. Thus the name of my... Okay. okay. All <laughs> how right. Well All right. I see how this is coming back. <laughs> yes. All right. Right. Effortful... And then secondary energy is an effortless approach. So the best example is, have you ever been in a conversation and you can't remember somebody's name? It's like, oh, but it's just at the tip of your tongue. Yeah. And you're like, oh, and you're trying and trying to remember that name. And you cannot remember that name. And so as you're trying to remember it, that's primary energy. You're focused and you're trying. Then you get in the car and you're singing your song and going along and boop, the name pops in your name. Tai Chi Tom. Tai <laughs> Chi Tom, yes. What was his name? Oh, perfect. Yeah. You were in secondary energy at that point. Okay. You're doing something else and you're not trying. Your energy is somewhere else and you're really more in a place of awareness rather than focused attention. And in that place, the answer comes to you or came to you effortlessly yeah is there a word effortlessly effortlessly 
Uh, well, there's not. I just it, there is now a word. A word, yes. <laughs> Put it in the dictionary. And so that's the difference between primary and secondary energy. Primary is focused. Secondary is more awareness. Okay. Primary is trying, trying hard. Secondary energy is letting go and not trying. Allowing it to come to you. Allowing it to come to you. And the unfortunate thing is that in our Western environment, we are very much trained to be using our primary energy. Yeah. I mean, can you think of a few adages that we're given as children as we grow up? Um, if you first you don't succeed, try, try again. Oh, perfect. Yeah. And, yeah. Which is which is so funny because it should be if you don't first succeed, take five, come at it from a different angle. Yes. Not just bang your head against the wall, but whoa. right. Because I, I definitely have banged my head against the wall thousands and thousands and thousands of yes. time, and it, it took my dad or or a mentor or my boss or someone to be like, take five, come at it with new eyes, yeah. or go ask for help. Have oh. a second set of eyes look at it. And then it's, oh yeah, it's right there. I'm looking at it for an hour and I couldn't figure it out. Exactly. Sometimes it just takes that. Exactly. That's a really good description of some of the differences between primary and secondary energy. Huh. Now, another one is try hard and you will succeed. Mm -hmm. Those are some of the things that we're given. And even the grading system, I think, in the schools. A, B, C, D, E, yeah. F, Blake. <laughs> Well, Blake, you're in secondary energy, so you're in the best spot. Okay. okay. <laughs> you just didn't know it at the All time. Right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the grading system is you work hard, study hard, then get an A. So they're rewarding primary energy, mm. the use of primary energy. And the world doesn't really work that way. I mean, I work pretty darn hard, but my income is not an A. No, <laughs> you know? no, unfortunately it's not. But this doesn't kind of uh, transfer into real life living. Yeah. Now, here's the thing. The belief system is that primary energy, that we're born with it, and we're born with an, a finite amount. Okay. And so we really should budget the use of our primary energy. In other words, we're given a certain amount and then it's gone. Like that's maybe that's when our life ends. I don't know. The primary energy, you were given a certain amount and that's what you have. Secondary energy, on the other hand, is infinite amount of energy. So it's it's a bank account that we can draw from and it never becomes depleted. Okay. The primary is a bank account that has X amount and we are whenever we tap into it, we're using that resource and it's not necessarily regenerated. <clears throat> then why not train yourself or begin to become a little bit effortless and go into that secondary energy, especially when secondary energy is actually more effective. Mm -hmm. So it's effortless living, but more effectiveness. Just like what I did when we touched hands, push hands. It was effortless, but I was more effective. So that's the difference between primary and secondary energy, and that's what it is. So now, you wanted some examples? Oh. Can you do number four? Yeah, Okay. absolutely. Um, Did I throw you off? No, not at all. Not at all. Okay. I was I was reading three because that's how my my brain oh, works. Oh, in that order, way. yeah. yeah, yeah. I was like, okay, that's so what primary am I, energy. What am I skipping? What am I skipping? Oh, the checklist. The checklist. Yes, <laughs> I'm the same way. We're going out of order. Are you kidding me? Did you see his brain? It was <laughs> yes. And that's primary energy. Yeah. The checklist. Yeah. And and we'll talk about that. It's not that we don't use primary energy ever. We, we do need to use primary energy, but we just have to be able to allocate it at the right time in the right amounts and for the right purposes. It's so funny because I could show up to a job and know I have a hundred things to do, but when I write them all down, yeah. my brain's instantly like, cool. So I'm already done with the first 10 and I'm all go. of a sudden just letting things go. But I'm working off of a checklist. Yes. So I'm using primary to fuel my secondary. Almost. Yes. Absolutely. You, you, you know are what so I'm good at this. Yes, I okay. know exactly okay. what you're saying. And that's one of the points I was going to make. But that's exactly. 
Yeah, you're so good at catching on to these things and really understanding them. My most effective days are in the morning. I will sit down, I have my cup of coffee, and you see that little notebook there on my desk? Mm -hmm. I take that little notebook and I just jot down. I guess I'm using secondary energy because I'm not going into a place of stress or anxiety about it. Okay. I'm just jotting down some key things that I need or would like to get done in the day. And then I put it away and I never refer to it again in the day. Because you've put it on paper, so you've already put it out there. Yeah. So there's no point to refer back to it. Somehow right? it becomes, I mean, it be, that's, so the primary energy is writing it down mm -hmm. and thinking about it. And then the secondary energy is the pushing it away and trusting that it will take care of itself. Okay. That's the combination. You do use both. I like your an analogy of the primary then will drive the secondary. Right. Right. Because if we don't have any order at all, and we keep tapping into our secondary energy, then it's a little too loosey-goosey. It, it's too, it's like those leaves falling out there. They're falling. They are going a certain direction, but they're not really landing in a particular. No. Mm, so that would be secondary energy without any primary. So there's a delicate. And the primary part of that is eventually there won't be any more leaves on the tree. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. And it's kind of the dot inside of the, the yin-yang mm -hmm. symbol. So maybe the secondary energy is the larger color, and then the primary energy is that dot. Mm -hmm. And they have to be there. You have to have the dot there to balance it. It, it, is, it exists within the overriding. Without that, then it's too much overriding. You're not in balance. Hmm. I like it. My head, my head is just everywhere right now. <laughs> Other than your morning routine, mm -hmm. what is another example of using your primary versus your secondary in your day-to-day, week-to-week? Yeah. Well, I can tell you the first time that I discovered secondary energy or became aware of it. Mm -hmm. And I was actually in high school. So again, before OT, before Tai Chi, yeah. I was taking chemistry and I didn't have any confidence in my abilities my sci in science, which was misplaced in, in what I realized later years. But here I was in this chemistry class, had a really awesome teacher. He was very good, but we had a final exam coming up and he gave us uh, some structure to, to prepare. And there was this formula that I, we were supposed to figure out and I just couldn't figure it out. And I was one of those study hard, mm -hmm. okay? So mm -hmm. I was studying hard the night before and it was getting later and later and I know I need my sleep and I was not coming up to solution. And I, I actually remember the book and everything about that day and trying and trying and trying and getting so frustrated. And so finally, completely different than, than my normal mode of operation back then, I gave up. And I put the paper in the book, closed the book, and I was pretty devastated because I didn't think I was going to pass the, the final exam, honestly, because this was a huge part of the final exam. Because you couldn't figure out that. Could not figure out that formula. And so I went to bed and distraught, and, but I've always been able to sleep well, thankfully. <laughs> and so I slept well. And I woke up the next morning, and boom, the formula was there in my head. I knew exactly how to solve it. I knew what to do. I went to the piece of paper, pulled it out, solved the formula, passed the final exam. And I remember thinking, what the heck was that? <laughs> what happened there? And that was my first experience and recognition of the power of secondary energy. Yeah. Now, I didn't have something to call it at that point in time, but it, it, it planted a, a seed of, of oh. Maybe there's a different way of going about things. Right, right. And just, just taking that step back through sleep or through just walking away from the problem yes. gave you the ability to focus on something else. Dreaming, sleeping, uh, reading a book, yes. making food, yeah. taking your dog for a walk gave you that, that distance yes, that from, space. Your, from your primary. Yes for your secondary to kick in and figure it out for you. Yeah, yeah, good description. 
And then when I went to college, I, so I, I reverted right back to my try hard of course. pattern. Of course. You know, but at least it just brought a question mark to me. I went to college and I wasn't expecting that I would do well in college. And so I studied hard, studied hard. Da, da, da. And my first report card, I got all A's. I was like, whoa, what's this? <laughs> that was surprising. And, and so then the next semester, same thing, really, really studying and in a lot of ways overstudying. So prepared to walk into that test and got all A's. Then, see that primary energy, if you listen to it, I started getting tired. Primary energy can drain us if we utilize it too much. And I was starting to feel fatigued, I guess. And it brought me to a point of experimentation and I thought, hmm, what would happen if I don't study as much for this class? Let's just see. I really don't care about whatever that topic was and I realized it really didn't matter to me if I got straight A's. That was a huge revelation to okay. me. Yeah, because that was an expectation and of myself and maybe even from my family. So sure. just to let go of that little bit, you know, it's like a knot untying, loosening a little bit. And so I decided to intentionally not study for one class. Well, guess what? I started doing better on the tests. <laughs> Couldn't believe it. Mm -hmm. Wow. That's like, oh my gosh, that's like finding this huge secret. Mm -hmm. What do you mean? I don't have to try as hard and I actually get better results? So this was my first big toe into effortless living. My first experience with using secondary energy. Yeah. And so then I just kept gradually titrating back the amount that I studied and my grades still stayed at my expectations, my straight A's. And so not to say that that was the real true measurement, the, the better measurement was less use of my primary energy hmm. and trusting the secondary energy, which is so hard, especially when you've been trained your whole life to use primary energy and that, that that's the equation, try hard, get results. So in college, I started to learn that I didn't have to try so hard and I could get equal or better results. So for, for that class that you didn't care if you got an A in, yeah. did you already have the knowledge in your head? Hmm. Did you already mm, know the answer, read the book cover to cover, hmm. but then you just didn't do the extra studying, the flashcards, the highlighting, the everything else. <laughs> How did you the answer without ever knowing the answer? Uh, the primary is where I was doing all the extra things that gotcha. you described, the, the flashcards, the everything like that. And the secondary energy is going to class, listening to the content, trusting that I will assimilate it. Sure. Go ahead and read the book. Trusting that I'll assimilate it, maybe highlight here and there, but not doing the overkill. Right. The flashcards, the effortfulness, rather than more effortless approach. And found that the results were the same or better. So did you then take your newfound effortless way of yes. college to the rest of your classes? Or was it more of just like a... Well, wow, that was really cool. I like the experiment, but I'm going to keep doing what I'm doing for the other classes. Oh, well, eventually I was like, oh, this is great. I don't have to study so much. So <laughs> I liked that part. Okay. <laughs> and yeah, I, I adopted that pretty quickly. <laughs> okay. Very cool. But it wasn't that I took was able to take this into, into every part of my life. And, and even now I still struggle with it. It's part of our training and our personality. Sure. And so it's not something that you... It's not innate. I don't, I don't think it's innate to most people. Maybe there's some people out there that it's, it's more natural for, but certainly not for me. So I'll give you an example. Okay. Uh, even preparing for today's podcast, I found myself going into primary energy. Like I, we had so much fun last podcast. Yeah. It was just really open-ended and mm -hmm. had a few points and we kind of put that aside. And every once in a while we looked down and then I found myself doing this like elaborate outline and all these bullet points and everything. But then I go, whoa, what am I doing? Like, how ironic. I'm talking about primary and secondary energy. And I found myself migrating back into primary energy. So this is not a flip, flip the switch and change your life forever 
it's a continuous process. It's right. always, always becoming aware of what type of energy and just, I think, being aware of, of your own habit of which energy we tend to use, which is primary energy. Sure, sure. And trying to figure out how to use the primary energy as little as possible mm -hmm. to just help secondary energy take over. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah to tap into that secondary energy. It's, 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 it's interesting because, like, I'll ask people, like, hey, do you, do you like to cook? No, I, I hate following recipes. I'm like, so do I. Ah. Like, just follow your taste buds. Like, let, let the food tell you what it wants you to do. Like, no, if I did that, it would be inedible. I'm just going to tell sure, you. That. Sure, sure, not, <laughs> So not, you have a talent there. I just, uh, I, yes. I, I, that, that's how I'm equating it. It's yeah. like, yeah, I, I use a guideline. Okay. Right? Like, yeah. put eggs in a pan and then flip them. Awesome. What do I do from there? Oh, you that's know. neat. Yeah, that's neat. And maybe I think that kind of brings us to the next point of the the secondary energy. How do you tap into the secondary energy? Because it's a skill. Yeah. Okay. And with your cooking, the reason you can do that and I can't do that, the primary reason is, I think, because you have confidence in cooking. And okay. You have a skill level that you have confidence in your cooking, whereas I don't. And so I fall back on primary energy when I'm not confident. So when I would prepare for a test, for example, I went into primary energy because that gave me confidence. It gave me a tangible thing to hold on to. Okay. To be super duper prepared, then I wasn't as, as afraid of the test. So with cooking... I've got to have that recipe, and I mean, I follow it to the nth degree. I'm in primary energy because I don't have the confidence to be able to rest in the secondary energy. And, and that's the other thing about secondary energy that I heard you say is that it's creative. It's a creative process. Yeah. Primary energy is not creative. It's regimented. It serves its purpose, checklist trying hard but if you're putting that primary energy there you can't there's no room for creativity but what i described what you just described in your cooking is like a little more creative a little more secondary it's interesting how you said that because where um where i went to is is you need to use primary energy to <laughs> get the skill set the fundamentals the basics down your foundation yeah. and then once your foundation's set then you can start reverting back to secondary kind of like you with your college story mm -hmm. with yes. taking the test story is you had the foundation there yeah and then you were able to kind of i already know all the information i'm going to do what i'm going to do on the test yes trusting it yeah it's, it's so that's the the hard part about this is is trusting your secondary energy. I, in fact, I think that's probably the biggest barrier for most people, including myself, is sure. just to trust that. Okay, we've got this. I've written these things out, but now it's time to let go and just let it flow and trust that the outcome will be what it should be, or that the outcome will come to you in the best effortless way. Um, I'll, I'll, I want to give another example. It's really recent. Um, I had to get a new car and I was really distressed about it because I love my car. I've had it for 12 years and things have changed a lot in 12 years. <laughs> and so, um, I couldn't get the same kind of car for various reasons. And that means that I had to, I had a blank slate and I had to figure out which car was going to best suit my needs. Yeah. So what did I do? I went into primary energy mode, man. Mm -hmm. and I started researching. Absolutely. Writing and, and comparing. It's and a big investment. It is a huge You should investment. do the due diligence. Yes. And and plus for me, I'm going to have it for a long time. Yeah. On the, and, I, and so I was into primary energy. Finally decided on which car. And, and several people had even suggested that same car. And so then I went to um, the uh, place where I purchased my car and um, worked with them. They were wonderful and bought that car. 
and I brought it home. And fortunately, they let you, you have a 30-day return policy, an amazing place. And so I brought that car home, and it just barely fit in the garage. Mm. <laughs> it was really big. I had to take like a running leap to get in it. Oh, <laughs> man. Yeah. And, and I found that everything like I touched just didn't fit me, right? Mm -hmm. And I just felt like every time I got in a car, it, it wasn't Susan. It, it, despite all my research and despite what people were saying that this is a great car for me and the advantages, it just didn't feel like Susan. And so I tried two others of the same car, different models, different wheels and everything like that and was really trying to force the issue. Sure. I was forcing it. I knew this was the car. So I was tried three different ones, bought two more of them, in fact, and drove them and just had that same uncomfortable feeling. And then I realized I'm in primary energy. Mm -hmm. And I was tired. I was cranky. I was actually even a little depressed about the whole car buying process. Sure. I, you bought three. <laughs> I yeah. yeah, I was pretty worn out. And it was becoming invasive into my life right. that, that's the other thing about primary energy is it, it just really it expands and it starts to take over when you when you start investing in primary energy i, I put i wrote down here the hungry car okay. it's like the gas tank that keeps wanting more and more and more and more fuel primary energy grows on itself and pretty soon you're just operating in primary energy either on that one thing or in your whole life yeah and so I went back and I said, I'm going to do a Tai Chi move here and I'm going to completely let go, completely. So I told my husband, I said, I'm going to call you in 30 minutes uh, and I'll give you a time frame, but you're going to have to come pick me up because I won't have a car. <laughs> okay. I mean, not having your own transportation is a huge thing. Very that's scary. really, a, ooh, yeah. yeah, that's letting go on a big level. That, that's another thing we've been trained from birth to want is our own vehicle. Yeah, yeah. that independence. That independence. Yeah. And so I went there and I told him, I'm sorry, this is a great car, but it's just not me. It's, it's just not working out for me. And they were wonderful. And he said, look, you can just keep it for another week or so while we look for something else. And I said, no, I need to turn this car in. She said, but you won't have a car. And I said, I know. And so I let go. I had no clue what I was going to do. No clue. All I know I was getting was time and space, right. which is the place for secondary energy. And that letting go. And so I turned in the car and I said, no, I'm going to turn it in. And she said, and for some reason I just said, look, I know what my three must-haves are. And so I said, my must-have is this, this, and this, three things. And she said, oh, okay. And she went to get, get, get in her computer and she said, we have three cars on the lot that have those three criteria. Okay. So now we're not pigeonholing or forcing primary energy into a certain brand of car, a certain style of car, nothing. This is just letting it go. <laughs> she took me to this car and I'm telling you, it was love at first sight. <laughs> I was like... Oh my gosh, this car I'd never heard of before. I mean, the brand, yes, but the, the model or anything like that. It was never a brand of car I would have considered. And I just looked at it and I went, oh my gosh. Put my hand on the, the door and I opened the door. And even the feel of the door. It just felt right. Oh, yeah. it just was like, oh my goodness, this is, this is, this, this, I can't believe this. And so then I sat in it and it was so Susan-sized. Everything was, I could reach everything. I could see out. I didn't have to take a running leap to jump yep. in it. And, and so I drove the car and you have to really accelerate when you get out of that parking uh, area of this particular place. And so I floored it. Well, I didn't even quite floor it. And the thing just pinned me back. Ah. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is the car. And so the, the thing is, is that by letting go completely, and just stepping outside of that primary energy and just saying, no, I'm not allowing this primary energy to take, take over. over. Yeah. Then the answer came. And I know it sounds cliche. Let go, the answer will come. But it's true. Yeah. A good friend of mine said, cliches and come from a place of truth. Yeah. Yeah. So a recent example of primary and secondary. And also to illustrate that I'm, I'm still no master of 
of uh, moving into secondary energy. I still can get in, sucked into the primary energy mode. I think the primary energy, especially in the car buying process, comes from a place of fear. Because uh, if you make that wrong decision, when you're talking about tens of thousands of dollars or years, depending on your payment plan, years of your life that you're going to be anchored with this vehicle, yes. you can't make the wrong decision. So I, I don't know if it's anxiety or fear mm -hmm. or... I'm sure there's other emotions that go into that. Yeah. But I, I think when you say you're not a master of it, I think it's because we as humans just kind of have that fight or flight and you were fighting it. So I think that's what was kind of forcing you more into the primary energy mode. Yes, very well said and, and good insight. And that is one of the features of primary energy is why we go to it. It is very good. Just like, based off emotion? Yes, and the primary one being fear. Mm. Yes, fear, anxiety, feeling of lack of control, because how can we gain control back as well? We, we can make our checklist. We can go into primary energy. Yeah. And so the unfortunate thing I think nowadays is that we're being, we're being fed with fear a lot. Again, I don't, I don't want to go into any kind of ruffle feathers or into politics or anything like that. But I think we can all agree that social media and, and the messages that we get are very frenetic and intense and driving fear. Uh, I'm sure most people remember this. What household item in your house can kill you tonight <laughs> at eight? Like that, that was on the news every night. Was every, it really? Right? I don't watch the news. But, so. but like back before social media, it was yes. always like, what common cleaner can kill you? Don't drink bleach. <laughs> I mean, it, it, there's nothing new in that. But that's how they got you to stay to the 8 o'clock news or the right. 9 o'clock news. And that's, yes. that's just the, the, the fear gets clicks. Fear yeah. gets eyes on TV. Yeah. And so that's just how it works. Yeah. And I, I hope I, I, that's terrific. That's really so funny, right? I think things like YouTube and what we're doing, podcasts and everything, has the power to change that. Sure. And to prove that that it's not necessarily fear that's going to get the clicks. Right. It's the wholesome, the sincere, the 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 pure, the pure-hearted things that will begin getting more and more clicks. So if you haven't clicked, click. Yeah. Click like. If you haven't, yeah. like. And subscribe. Yeah, and subscribe. And then hit the secret subscribe button, which is the notification bell. That way you won't miss a video. Oh, I didn't know that. Mm -hmm. I didn't know it was a secret. Secret subscribe. <laughs> okay, right. So let's see. We had something in here which you touched on, that fear part, primary energies. Yeah. Okay, so it, our primary energy emotions, right on fear, anxiety, worry is another big one. And those things deplete us. Whereas secondary energy is more of that trusting yourself and the situation, having confidence, and then engaging in some of, like you talk about taking a break from it. Mm -hmm. well, I think when we take a break from it and we fill it with, with something that elevates us or brings us levity, then it has sort of a clearing out, a better, yeah. a more powerful clearing out. Yeah. And then we can come back to the problem and have more clarity. So the laughter, the joy, mm -hmm. the giddiness that yeah. you've talked about. Secondary energy is more creative. It allows you to think outside of the box. Primary energy keeps you inside the box. So I think just discussing the differences and the root of where they come from is important because the next thing is how, how do we achieve secondary energy? Yeah, I don't know how to get to the point of secondary energy from w without using primary energy. Mm -hmm. the, the way my mind is working around those two is primary energy is like the, the key going into the keyhole in the car. Mm -hmm. Turning it over, the ignition is all primary energy. Yes. And then after that, the car just runs. Oh, I it's like on that. secondary energy. Yeah. So I, the way I'm processing it, and it could be totally wrong, no, I like is it. you need that primary kickstart mm -hmm. and then secondary kind of takes over. Yeah. There's a couple things that I have to fix at my house and I, I look at it and I'm like, cool, this isn't going to work. This isn't going to work. This isn't going to work. 
I'm working on it tomorrow. And yes. then through the course of my day, I'm like, oh, I know what to do. Well, I yes. don't know why I didn't think of that that earlier. It's a two-minute fix. And then yes. I go get the part, I fix it, and everything's done. Okay, that's a beautiful illustration. That's perfect. Okay, so if Primary Energy Susan was there, okay. I would just keep working at it, working at it, working at it until... I either just failed and then felt bad about it, <laughs> or I just left in frustration and felt bad about it. Sure. <laughs> but the, what you described is is exactly that. You put it aside, you let it go, and then you trusted yourself, and when you, and the answer just came back to you, and then it seems so easy, doesn't it? Right. It's so easy. It was effortless. It was effortless. Um, but the question is, did you have to go into that primary energy or what is the latency period of the primary energy? I think that's the important thing. I don't Right. So what I mean is if, if I went into that scenario, my primary energy might last, oh, I don't know, an hour and a half of trying, 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 trying before I finally went, oh, wait a minute, this isn't working. But it sounds like to me, you kind of looked at it, you thought about it. And then you went into secondary energy fairly quickly. So your primary energy latency was very short. And that's mm -hmm. what we want. Mm -hmm. Now, yes, do we need primary energy? Absolutely. In times of emergency, in times of survival, and in times where we're maybe up against a deadline. Sure. And do we need it as the ignition, like you so aptly described? Mm -hmm. I think that's yes. But how long do we reside in that primary energy? What's the latency period of that? And how quickly can we recognize, oh, I'm using a lot of primary energy here and let go of it and move into the secondary energy. So that description that you just gave sounded like you are very familiar with secondary energy and utilized it quickly. You couldn't figure it out. You let it go and you thought about it some more, but you weren't thinking about it with the hammer in the hand. Right. You were thinking about it. Hmm. Then maybe thought about something else and then came back and thought about it. That's secondary energy. And yeah. then the solution came to you and it was so easy. That's effortless living. Hmm. Yeah. So the latency portion that you're talking about, mm -hmm. the how long are you using your primary energy before you um, switch over or leave it alone or take a break or, or however you want to say it, mm -hmm. I feel like that would be different for each scenario? Well, that's a good question. I think more rather than describing it in temporal or time frame, is more of, of, of enhancing your awareness. We only use and tap into our primary energy when we're feeling these things, the fear, the worry, the anxiety, or the have to get it done itis. <laughs> have to get it done itis. That, that's a yeah. Being a working stiff. Yeah. We all have have to get it have to get it done itis. Yes. We all have that. Yeah, and that's a real part of life. Yeah. 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 Can we be in that place and move into secondary energy and then become more effortless in the way we navigate life? So. Sometimes in all of this creative process, it seems like I'm just having to learn app after app after app and then learn this, this piece of technology. And, and that's just, a, that's all primary energy. Mm -hmm. And so I can rock along and I can reside in that primary energy and, and feel the, the feelings of inadequacy because, oh my gosh, other people are doing this and why can't I figure this out? Those yeah. kinds of things. And what does that do? That just puts the heavy chi on top of the primary energy and it's a sinking and it, and it wears you out pulls you down pulls you down exactly and or i can recognize that's the key here that's the message here is first of all know there are two different types of energy mm -hmm. the second one is to recognize when you're being pulled into primary energy whether by your own nature or by the demands of the environment and what's happening in your life and recognizing that you're being pulled into primary energy and that primary energy is that gas tank that gets bigger and bigger and bigger. The more primary energy you use, the more you need, the more it expands. So you have to recognizing it and following along your nice analogy, metaphor, put the brakes on mm -hmm. and then say, no, I'm not going to go there. 
and just put it aside and go into this different place, like you described, doing something different or creating, like we're creating now. That's secondary energy. Yeah. Have the list, but then go off the list. Give yourself permission to go off the list and write your checklist and then put it aside. And when you, the first step to moving into secondary energy is having that awareness. Now, I do want to clarify this is different than procrastinating. Because a lot of times we'll put something aside because we're in an avoidance mode. That's different. Yeah, and we're letting it sit for days, hours, yes. or have you. Whereas this is more of an active approach of like, put it aside, even if that's for one song from your favorite artists or yeah. 30 minutes of a TV show yeah. or, or could be two a chapters of a book. Right. Yeah. And then with, with the intent of coming back to with, it. That's, the, that's it. Right. The intent to come back to yeah. it. Whereas procrastinating is shoving it aside because it's like, man, I'm just really uncomfortable addressing this right now. And so I'm just not going to do it. Right. But that's different than secondary energy is, gosh, I recognize I'm using a lot of primary energy with this. I'm going to put it aside. I'm going to come back to it, but I'm going to trust that the answer is going to come. And that's the part that we let go. And we have to trust and have confidence in ourselves, mm -hmm. and in whatever you want to place confidence in the universe, uh, that the answer will come to you. And the more you believe that, the more it really does happen. And I think that's, for me, where the Tai Chi practice really helps me. Yeah. The Qigong and Tai Chi practice. Because you've got to put your brain somewhere else. And how do you do that? Well, that's not easy. Or you can just distract it. Yeah, you can play with your Yeah, brain. I mean, you can distract it all you want. But from from doing your Tai Chi, mm -hmm. your, your meditations, your standing meditation. Standing meditation. Uh, you're not just getting a distraction. You're getting... You're, you're trying to hit that moment of clarity. Yeah. And it's an openness. It's creating that space. And in that space, the answer kind of flows in. And it's, it's happened enough now. When you start to do this, when it starts to happen, then it's validating. And then you can trust it more. Trust it more. Just like a relationship. You build a little bit of trust, and then you build on that trust and on that trust. Mm -hmm. So you're, at, you're building a relationship with secondary energy. And when it starts to work for you, then it's a little bit easier to put it aside and trust that the answer is going to come to you. And the next time's a little easier and a little easier. So taking the breaks, taking the breaks from it, recognizing that you are in primary energy, take the break. And then just trust and letting go. I mean, turning in my car was a huge trust factor in letting go. And I remember saying to myself, well, I teach this stuff. Well, I better do it. Right, right. <laughs> this is a great example of this. I recognize I'm in primary energy. I realize how exhausted I am from this. And what's the best way to let go of this is to just turn in the car and not even have a mode of transportation. So where in, where in Tai Chi do they teach you about primary and secondary energy? I think it's presented differently in Tai Chi. I think Tai Chi is a physical metaphor. And so it teaches us through these physical movements, primary and secondary energy. Mm -hmm. And it's a practice field. Okay. Right? But like, if I can practice it with my Tai Chi, then it's much easier to draw that into my life. Mm -hmm. An example is that when I teach, I tell my students to put your mind in the not obvious. Now, in the Tai Chi classics, they say the interpretation is to um, there's the substantial and the insubstantial and put your awareness in, into the insubstantial because that balances things. But I, I t call it the obvious and the not obvious. Okay. And I tried to come up with a different word for not obvious, but not obvious is the best Not word. obvious is a good word. It's the yeah. best word, yeah. Because it's not the subtle. It's really, you could say it's the hidden, but it's not really hidden. It's there. If you, right. Okay? So an example of that is we have a, a form called waving hands in clouds. Okay? It's like in all Tai Chi forms. Okay? So I'll stand up. You just watch. Okay. 
And then we'll, maybe we'll do another little push hands. Thing. Oh. Okay. So with waving hands in clouds, it looks like this. This is a really beautiful movement. Okay. All right. Now, what, in terms of my arms, which arm do you tend to, to look at? The one that's rising. The one that's rising. Very good. The top one. Mm -hmm. So that's the obvious one, right? What is the not obvious? The one that's going down. Right. Mm -hmm. the, the bottom arm. And so, ten people tend, let's go ahead and give a little visual. Now, I know some people are listening only, so we'll try to describe this. So I'm just going to have Blake do a slow motion punch at me with his hand here. And if I'm doing waving hands in clouds, people tend to think that this hand is, what am I doing? Blocking. Blocking you. Right. Okay. So if I put my awareness there, and you punch and I block, then there's force this is primary energy. Mm -hmm. You can feel the, my tension. Now, all you have to do is just push me a little bit. Right. You've got me. Yeah, exactly. Right? So that's by placing my mind in the obvious. Mm -hmm. That it's it seems effective. That's the primary energy. Sure. But it's not. It's not effective. Especially when we have a size differential or something like that. Yeah, my okay. head's not even in camera. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. How did that happen? I guess we zoomed in it's last okay. time. <laughs> did you get taller? No, okay. no, I did not. All right. So now what I'm going to do is the same thing. So you'll punch and I'm going to go real soft here. Uh -huh. You feel that? Mm -hmm. It's a disappearing feeling. So this is the contact point. So Blake is punching at me and I'm blocking with the top arm of waving hands and clouds. But rather than really blocking, I'm receiving instead. I'm not going to block. That's giving. Right. I'm going to receive, which means I'm just going to soften the contact point, and I'm not going to even put my mind there. As soon as I put my mind there, that's primary energy. Right. Okay. Then my bottom arm is really the not obvious, so I'm going to put my awareness there at the bottom arm. Okay. So just hold your arm there as if yeah. you were punching me, and then the bottom arm can move you. So see, you're you're moving. Yeah. So I'm driving here. Right. And and it's moving your arm. Right. Now, as opposed to if I tried to move your arm here, do you feel the difference? Yeah. Okay, so I'm my mind's in the obvious. I'm trying to block you with my top arm and I'm working real hard. It comes back at me. Now, if I use the same you're using the same force, but I use my bottom arm, do you feel how Yeah. There's a difference mm -hmm. in the power. There's absolutely a difference. Yeah. And it, it's funny because it's not a difference that I'm feeling in my forearm where you're making contact. It's mm -hmm. a difference higher up in my oh. elbow, in my shoulder area. Yeah. Where the muscles and tendons are trying to work to keep it there. Yeah. Yeah, very, very strange. Right. So placing your mind in the not obvious is one of the things I really teach in Tai Chi. And when you do that, you become more effortless, and yet you get more results. Right. Yeah. That's very cool. <laughs> it's interesting stuff, isn't it? Yeah. And that's the difference, I think, between secondary and primary energy and how to train yourself. Tai Chi taught me a different way. Can you imagine if I had set the goals and achieved all the goals that I had, had set in life, and then Tai Chi came in, into my life, I would have seen that as a distraction. Right. I would have said no. I would have closed doors off. And that's another thing that primary energy does, is it, it closes our, it gives us tunnel vision. In fact, I wrote a book years ago, and it was all about setting goals and seeing the line to the goal and all of that. And now I look at the book, and that's just not the way I want to be doing life now. Yeah. And so Tai Chi just, I, I can't even explain how or why, but it just ravels, it, un, it unties those knots and where you're able to let go more. And I don't know whether it's because the movements that are a metaphor become a way of your life or it changes your chemistry or it changes your thinking. I don't know. But it just is such a, a more enjoyable way. And you can let go easier of the fears, the anxieties, the worries. Sure. And you don't rely as heavily on the primary energy. And it's been so liberating for me and so effective for yeah. me. Not to say I have it 100%, still have my moments, right. but at least now I, I've experienced enough and I understand it enough and I know what it feels like to be able to say, oh, time to go to secondary energy. And Tai Chi sort of is a practice ground for that.
it's a non-threatening practice ground for it to do those movements and feel the chi and be able to just let go of your worries for that 15 minutes or yeah. whatever. And so I've benefited from it so much. I just felt like it was a good thing to bring to the listeners and to, to people that would be interested in, in making their life less effortful. I think all of us need that. Yeah, I think so too. We're going, going back to what you said in your explanation. It's not that you're not goal oriented though, because right. in the prior episode we did talk about some goals that you have yes. with your podcast and and where you want to be in the next couple of years you have a goal right but you don't have a straight line laser focus there's nothing i'm doing else other than attaining that goal right. it's, i have a goal i want to get there and i'm going to get there yeah it's secondary that's, energy that's oh. what's going to happen but there's not a direct line to no. it no, and it's also, I have that goal, but I don't know how that goal is going to be achieved. I don't have a prescription for how that goal is going to be achieved. Maybe it's through YouTube. Maybe it's through the podcast. Maybe it's through someone discovering me randomly. I'm open to the possibilities. It's more of an unfolding rather than a, a bow and arrow, there's my target, and I'm shooting to that target right. with my my concept of how it's going to happen. I mean, never in a million years did I ever think that I was going to be teaching Tai Chi right. for a living. And, and I knew in my heart, in some way, I knew I was going to reach a lot of people. But I didn't know how, and I didn't know in what capacity. And I had set all these goals as a musician, and I thought that was going to be it. And then it didn't pan out that way, so I went somewhere else. And then Tai Chi came to me and opened doors and I wasn't about to say no and that's when I started to realize I think that's when I started to realize that the secondary energy is really important right primary energy is my will my idea of how things are supposed to go secondary energy is more of the unfolding of what's supposed to happen and trusting that you, you get kind of connected to your master in, a, in an interesting Absolutely. way. Mm -hmm. Yeah, now he's not local. But I was having these moments where I could swear I was seeing him sitting in his chair, reading his book, drinking the tea. It was a weird non sequitur in my day. It was just, boom, all of a sudden it was there. And so I gathered the courage to tell him, you know, because you never know how this is going to be received. Right. He might be like, wow, Susan, you're a very strange human. Yeah, you're a yeah. weirdo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, or just laughing on. Um, but no, he's, yes, you're, you're beginning to uh, listening without hearing, listening without hearing, seeing without looking. And hmm. that's really primary versus secondary energy. It's like your awareness becomes so deep that you don't even need to be in the immediacy of the situation to actually see. And if I'm looking at you, that's focused. I actually see you. Right. But in this instance, I was seeing him without looking. Hmm. And so he validated this was really happening and that I would have more incidences like that. And I would start to hear, hear without hearing. And I've certainly had that. The more I go into that place, that secondary energy, the more epiphanies I have. Right. That I want to share. Yeah, absolutely. That you should share. I, yes, I hope so. I mean, I hope that people are interested in this because I'm not like superhuman. Anybody can start to kind of achieve this. Mm -hmm. And I want them to know that they can do this and that this energy in our mind is so very powerful sure. and yet very accessible. You don't have to be, you know, a, a super duper master to be able to do some of this stuff. My students, because I set that expectation, they have that, that experience. Mm -hmm. There's a difference in teachers. Like there are teachers who teach their prescription. Mm -hmm. They teach what they know and they teach it no matter who you are or what level you're at. Right. And so to me, that's primary energy. They, they know X, Y, Z, so they teach X, Y, Z. And they're not assessing where you are in that. And so maybe they're really good teachers, and maybe they have that, that formula or a prescription that they're teaching. But it, to me, it's a little unfortunate. You need to assess the student where they are and then adapt your teaching 
to their level. Right. And even the way you communicate it or show it or demonstrate it or teach it, that's secondary energy. Right. And then you're taking them wherever that student is and elevating them from where they are rather than, boy, taking them back to square one and going through your prescription. That's primary energy. You know who taught me that? Hmm. <laughs> a little four-year-old boy who I think had a disability of some kind. Like he okay. might have been, I know he had sensory differences. He was you know, terrified of heights and, and afraid of a lot of things. And again, it was before I was an occupational therapist, before Tai Chi. I was in occupational therapy school, okay. in fact. And I was teaching at a private school on the side as with my music degree, because uh, I used to be a music teacher. Sure. And I got this part-time job <laughs> teaching at this private school uh, here in the D DFW, and it was teaching little kids music. Talk about a fish out of water, because I used to teach high school band. So this was a real leap, right? Yeah, so it's a <laughs> I was big really difference. lost. <laughs> yeah, little tiny kids, yeah. little tiny kids. And so, of course, I went into my primary mode because I was fearful. I know how to control high school kids. I, I did at the time, but I had no idea how to, you know, manage a classroom of four-year-olds. Yeah, that's terrifying. Children. Yeah, toddlers. Me right now, that's a terrifying thought. Yeah. <laughs> but here I was, you know, the music teacher of four-year-olds, and and so I had my lesson plan. I went into primary energy had my list of what I was going to teach. So like today it was about the whole note. So I was going to teach them, you know, the difference between a whole note and a half note. And I had all of a lesson plan and how I was going to do it and my materials. And I, I think I had like Play-Doh. I was pretty creative, you know, we were going to make a ball and that's a whole note. And mm -hmm. we just cut it in half and all that. And so I had my lesson plan and I got up there to the, the classroom and here's this, you know, it, it just came unraveled. I mean, immediately, immediately, yeah. the lesson plan was yeah. out the door. The you know the materials were all over the classroom, and and I was so distraught. And and here's this little needy little four year old boy, and he was he was real he was distraught actually. And I sat down with him, and I don't remember what was happening with the other kids. <laughs> I guess they were, they were lighting safe. fires. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> Maybe they were playing, eating the play doh. I don't know. But I sat down with this little boy. And, and with his learning disabilities and everything. And he, he drew this circle and we weren't even, you know, thinking about music at the time. And he drew a circle and I said, oh, that's a whole note. And he went, whole note. And I sang a note, la. And he went, la, you know. And then he drew some little circles. This is about all he could do, really. And I said, look, half notes. And then I sang a half note and, and so, then he got engaged and he was sort of driving the lesson mm. and I went into secondary energy. And then everyone else started trying to, they came uh -huh. in and it all, it just unfolded into this. It, it, when you're in secondary energy and things start to work, there's this little sizzle. Yeah. Everything starts to kind of it's click. Yeah. Click, everything everything starts to come together really quick and you're yeah. just like, you're, you're in the zone. Yeah, yeah, in the zone, and there's this feeling of this magic, right? And it's mm -hmm. a, an invigorating feeling of sizzle. I think that you and I have that in these yeah, podcasts. absolutely. Because we're not planning these things out, mm -hmm. but the, the energy is great. The exchange is great. Uh, we're tapping into secondary energy. The fun of creating without having our checklist. Yeah. And so, you know, you would think that I would say from that experience, wow, that was really cool. I was in a great mood. The next day when I had to come back, what do you think I did? Lesson plan. I had my lesson plan. Yeah, lesson plan. Primary energy, lesson plan again. Mm -hmm. Well, sure enough, the same thing happened again. And, and after a while, I just decided, the heck with these lesson plans. And I just discarded the lesson plans. And I would just have a general idea of what I was going to teach, you know, based on what the curriculum said I had to teach. Maybe today it was quarter note. I don't know. And so I would walk in and I would have, no, I, we had stuff, you know, but I didn't even have materials in mind or anything. And I let the children decide how we were going to learn the quarter note. Right. So they taught me that little four-year-old and it, they were the best lessons. Oh my gosh. They were so great and they were so rich and so effective. And yet it was effortless. Because that's a beautiful story. Mm -hmm. Look, if somebody with my background and my nature to be in primary energy and to have those checklists can do this, anybody can do this. Right, right. It's about um, 
it's about that ignition effort. Yeah. Followed up with the effortlessness. Right. Letting effortlessness. It's hard to say. It is again. hard to say. Yeah. Not being effortful, but being effortless and how to bring that into your life. And we do that really through that secondary energy and, and trusting it. Going into that classroom with no lesson plan, but an idea of what I wanted to teach and having my eyes open to what opportunities were going to present itself to teach that concept. Yeah. That's different than going in with my checklist and saying, well, first we're going to play with Play-Doh and then we're going to do this and then we're going to do that. And meanwhile, the kid's over there eating the Play-Doh yeah. and this is, you know, that's the way it really goes. Yeah. Right? And then your primary energy just starts to, there's the gas tank again. Right. Getting bigger and yeah. bigger. Then I start to try to control it even more and more and it requires more energy from me and it's less effective. Yeah. And I, I like the analogy of the gas tank because it's, it's, it's not necessarily the gas tank that's getting bigger. It's the need for gas that's getting bigger. Yes. Your gas tank is staying the same. Yeah. So huh. if, it, if, it's, if you have a 10-gallon gas tank mm -hmm. and your consumption level is now at 15, yes. you're going to be drained all day. You're yeah. going to be tired. You're going to be irritable. Yeah. But guess what? If you don't switch over to secondary, tomorrow it's going to need 16 gallons. Uh -huh. The next right. day it's going to need 17. Yeah. The next day, and, and you can't without using secondary energy you can't just get that break you can't get right. that refill you can't even think about getting a bigger gas tank like yeah if we take talk about athletes they talk about um once they're tired i've heard it being said that like oh i feel gas or i'm mm -hmm. I'm, I'm done or, or you only have so much energy yes you only have so much that you can put out there That's you right. can leave it all out on the field but once you've left it all, that that's it. you're either won or you lost. Yes. That's it. And depleted. Right, and depleted. And you need that time to re rejuvenate. And most people don't take that time right. to rejuvenate. No. Yeah, that's, that's good. That's a good uh, visual. Yeah. Definitely. And it, it is. It just keeps growing on itself, that primary energy. It's like a weed. It is. It is absolutely like a weed. It's where we place our, our thoughts because what we focus on grows. Right. Everyone focuses on the negative, and it's so yes. hard to pull them out. And that places us in the heavy chi, which places us in primary energy, which just depletes us. Yeah. And it's just a matter of shifting. Well, one simple example of um, primary versus secondary and how it influences your physical uh, chemistry, your, your physiological makeup. But what I want you to do is we're going to look... At, well, I'll turn Tai Chi Tom around here. Let's see if he can sit crisscross applesauce without dislocating his hip. Very good. Okay. So I would like for you to look at Tai Chi Tom's heart, and, mm -hmm. that, and particularly that little spot right there on the heart. Okay. Now the word look and at a particular spot. So you have a very focused visual field at this point. Mm -hmm. All right. So we're going to the, call that primary energy. That is primary energy. You're looking. Now what I want you to do is you still keep your eye gaze on that point. So if you're listening to me right now and you're in the podcast, why don't you do this as well? Go ahead and find a spot, a small spot, and just look at it, okay, with focused intent. And that is primary energy. And now as you do that, I want you to just sense your body and maybe take a breath in. So you're focused on that spot with your visual field. Take a breath in and just notice. <clears throat> okay, now you're going to open up your uh, visual field to take in the peripheral visual field. You can still be, your eye gaze is still on that dot, but now I want you to see as much of the room as possible. Open up your visual field so that you're taking in as much of the environment as possible. And feel and sense your body. And take a breath and feel that. All right? So that is actually awareness. That's not focused. So by widening to our peripheral vision and taking in a wider scope, we're moving into awareness. Now tell me what you felt between those two. Calm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I felt calm. 
Isn't that something? Yeah. That's nice. So just a very simple, quick, quick mm -hmm. example of how to practice primary versus secondary energy. Simply by changing, we weren't, we weren't really changing our visual acuity focus. No. We we're still on the same still dot. the same dot. But then mm. by opening up your visual field to that peripheral vision, mm -hmm. it calmed you down. It calmed me down. I felt, I felt your energy calm. Yeah. And our breath dropped, mine did. It dropped down to a lower point when I had that more peripheral vision. So we moved into secondary energy with one simple strategy. And Tai Chi has many strategies like this to move us from the external to the focused primary energy into more secondary calming energy. Secondary energy is calmer. Thank you. <laughs> that was awesome. Yeah, so you've got a simple tool now just to take into your daily life. Mm -hmm. If you have a moment of angst, a moment of stress, you feel yourself in that primary energy, then just open up your visual field and take in the environment all around you with not by darting your eyes around, but opening up the peripheral vision. And it has an immediate chemical change, brings you calmness and moves you more into that secondary energy. And, and Master Ting taught me this one. This is a really good one. So trust your secondary energy. Awesome. Awesome. <laughs> okay, so let's wrap this up. I'm going to look a little bit at my list here, making sure that we've covered everything. So we talked about recognizing when we're in primary energy, yep. right? And then you mentioned the putting it aside. And letting go. Letting go. And we talked about how it's different than procrastinating. The main difference there is... Telling yourself the answer will come. Right. Yep. And, you know, that you will come back to it. Yeah, whereas procrastinating, you have no intention of coming back to it. Right. <laughs> exactly. And then that last piece of trusting it. And that will come with time. As the answers come to you, then you will learn to trust it more. And then being able to carry that approach for the day. Sure. And I had one day where I just floated the whole day. I love it. I love it. I want more days like I, that. I, I want you to have more days like that. I want everybody to have Yeah, I want everyone to have days that's like that. That's effortless living. Yeah, that sounds awesome. Yeah. Well, do you have any closing questions or comments about today's topic? We, we covered a lot. I think as we go, I will try to bring every topic we have back to effortless living. I think today's uh, podcast went really well. Yes. I hope you all think so too. Yep. I hope you enjoyed it. And like Blake mentioned, leave some comments because that helps other people discover us as well. And feel free to ask some questions or pose those questions for Blake to ask next session. Absolutely. And just practice first being aware of when you're in primary energy and then try just that one little strategy of your changing your vision, both metaphorically and physically into yeah. a wider perspective. And that will bring a calming awareness to you. So here's the effortless living. Thank you for being here and for listening. We hope you have a wonderful day. Bye, everyone.